Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Friday with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. And we'll be doing things just like that. In fact, we'll be taking a vintage car ride through the French Riviera this summer. And we'll be truffle hunting in Florence in the fall, to name just a few of the experiences so that I can give you a feel for it. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Well, Kimberly, go fly a drone, Murgatroyd. <laughs> Where do you come up with this shit? <laughs> it's just whatever's in me. It's, it's whatever's, in, whatever's in the moment, whatever's in me. How do I sound? Do I sound okay? Am I too loud? You're always too loud. That's rule number one. But that's, you're from Queens. What can we do with that? Speaking of, your mother's coming down this week. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember when your mother came in town and she's standing on the balcony having a conversation with her friends and she's using Queens volume, but in Atlanta? Do you know what's so great is my mother doesn't know how to work a podcast. So this is actually good. That you know of. Well, everybody, I am so glad that you're here and there's no reason that you have to listen to our marital problems. Um, <laughs> but uh, what we're going to talk about today is, um, is something that's sort of interesting. I'm going to do the best I can to describe what it is that is in my brain, which is not easy because there's a three fucking three ring circus. It is a three ring circus. And why is it three rings? Like, I feel like you probably have six ring circus and, uh, and a whole act of Cirque du Soleil waiting to come out. No, because the way we remember things is Tony Robbins taught me this. It's one too many, many. So we can only handle three things in our short-term memory. But listen, this is not the reason why we are here today. The reason why we are here today is we are gathered here today. We're here today to talk about, let me see how I can put this. As we go through our lives or as we go through our days, there are things that pop up in our days that 
we may or may not pay attention to because we're busy, we have a to-do list, and we have a lot of things that we need to do. But the way that the universe speaks to us is through whispers, really, really soft in almost inaudible whispers that it is our job to pay attention to. And some of those whispers are done through maybe an emotion that we feel when we're with somebody or we're doing something. Sometimes they come to us as actual words that we hear, or sometimes they appear to us in the form of, you know, maybe another person, somebody that you bump into on the street. And, you know, when I've been looking back on the last couple of years of being a chiropractor, those whispers were there. And the whispers for me were, you know, pulling up into the driveway of my clinic and getting this sinking feeling that was like, not really loud, but it was something that was there. And then walking in the office and having, you know, my staff walk up to me and they're great staff, great people and feeling like, I just don't want to talk to you right now. Like I, like I am not- Nothing personal. Nothing, I'm just not in the now, mood for this. staff included me when I worked there? And you haven't worked there for years. And that's true. And then it, I'm embarrassed to say this, but it's true. And then it went on to being with patients and feeling like, you know, like I just like- Your calling get, ended there. And it ended. And the point is that I was not willing to listen to that earlier. And I spent years- and that got louder and louder and louder. So I think that there are things like this that come in many, many different forms. And Kim, I know that you recently read a book by uh, my man crush's wife, Tom, uh, Tom Brady, which is really funny that my man crush, that my, my crush is not on his wife. Seriously. My crush is actually on, on him. Tom. Yeah. Um, and uh, you were reading uh, Giselle's autobiography. Maybe you can add a little bit of color here for this. Yeah, well, so I just think I read this book and initially I read the book because I was like, okay, so I think you actually just got it for me. <laughs> That's probably why I read it. And I love anything about another person. It doesn't even matter if they're famous or not. So I started to read it. And I know I've talked about this on this podcast before, but there were so many things that she said that I found so insightful and not what I imagined. And one of the things that she said was that you can have a lot of chapters in life. You can become a doctor and then you can become a philosopher and then you can become a this and a that. And I think we get so stuck in the shoulds of life that, you know, I remember when you and I first met, you were like, well, people, they choose a career and it's up to them if they want to be, you know, a teacher, if they want to be a doctor and they pave their own path. And it was very matter of fact, like you, you go to school, you get a degree and that's what you do until you're 105. And that's when I first met you there wasn't this whole next act thing for many years later. You know, I, I think until you started to feel these nudges because initially you were called to chiropractic, if you say. I remember you used to light up when the little kids would come into the clinic and you had an entire little kid room and you would pretend you just adjusted Spider-Man and you were so involved in present because I felt like you were being called for a higher purpose in that clinic and to really make a difference in your community. But then you hit a point where that chapter was closing and you were being nudged. I think you probably got a couple frying pans because you didn't listen to the nudge. And eventually, you know, we just made a decision to listen 
and to take action on it, the nudges that are along the way. And, you know, one thing Giselle said, I remember in her book is she was on this like hamster wheel of this career where it was like, you're up late, you're, you're drinking wine, you're eating, you're doing this, you're doing that. And she was having anxiety and she was having all these pressures and this massive hamster wheel. And this voice inside her was nudging her in a different direction, nudging her to do something different. And she said that it was up to her. You know, the nudges are there. The signs are there. The people that you meet on the street, they're put there for a reason. It's up to you whether or not you want to see and take action on what life is showing you or if you want to stay on that hamster wheel. And for me, I just thought that was so profound because you've been on a hamster wheel for such a long time that the nudges and the signs and everything are just kind of passing you by and your fear kept you on that hamster wheel yeah, until I, it didn't. I think that's so true. You know, one of the things that popped up when you were, uh, when you were talking about that is, you know, are we meant to do only one thing in life? You know, are we meant to only go to Alabama and to never go to Paris? You know, that's, that's just not the way life is. We're meant to do many, many different things. Using the chiropractic thing as an example, we, I had to make a decision to throw into the fire what was no longer serving me. And, you know, in some ways, I wish I listened to that two years earlier because I would have saved a lot of people, including myself, a lot of, aggrava- a lot of aggravation. And I think the bigger point in this is that when you're not being true or listening to what's coming to you, you're not serving other people that are around you. Well, here's the other thing though. Why aren't you listening to what's, what, what that nudge is? Why aren't you listening to that voice? Possibly because you're so in the present in the day-to-day. You're, you're waking up and you're late for work. You're you know maybe grabbing breakfast on the way out. You're dropping the kids off. You're in that day-to-day monotony of life where you got bills flying at you and this problem and you're putting out that fire and you got this work thing that you're not taking the time to calm your brain and to actually listen to what that inner voice is. And you know what I loved with Giselle is she talked about how your higher self, you know, you have yourself, you get the lower self that hopefully you've evolved from, and then you have that higher self. That higher self is already there and it already knows the answer and the higher self is the one that's speaking to you. But you can't hear the higher self if you got so much chatter going on around you all the damn time. So if you're going from this to that, to this, to that, to this, to that, and you're, and you're living in the anxiety or you're living in that stressed achiever, like there are people that love to be a stressed achiever. They feel like they are tackling the day if they are stressed as fuck. And that's what they do. That's what fuels them. But guess what? If that's you and you're just going boom, 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 boom all day long, when are you gonna ever have the moment to listen to that voice, to see the sign, to meet somebody you haven't seen on the street in 10 years and go, huh, I wonder why they're put in my life. You're not, you're just on to the next thing, on to the next thing, on to the next thing. And you don't take the time to listen to your higher self that actually has the answer that you're looking for. You know, um, I'm studying a lot of uh, Joe Dispenza's work and he's talking about exactly what you're talking about, which is the hormones of stress. He said the hormones of stress is probably the biggest killer in, in North American life. We spend so much time living in the past in our minds or having such negative thoughts that the stress hormones uh, come out, but we're the only species that actually can do that. So we can think a thought and create a stressful reaction. You know, if, if a... Um, 
if an animal is being chased by another animal, they're going to go into stress and their body is designed to live in stress for a period of time. Let's say another animal is chasing them. But after that stress has worn off, 15 minutes later, the gazelle who was being chased by the lion is in a pond somewhere drinking water and doesn't have that stress anymore. They're not thinking about it. They're They're not not thinking about that damn lion. They're not thinking about the damn lion. By the way, I find this hard to believe. And how did they know? Like, did they question the lion? Or oh, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. They, they spoke to some talking gazelles and uh, those gazelles explained that once they're drinking back in the water, it's, yeah, it's, it's gone. It's over. Yeah, it's gone. But, the, but here's the point. The point is that you need to have some kind of practice that is going to allow you to listen to that higher self. When you are, you know, I, I hate to get on my mother. I'm going to get on my mother here for a second. But I, I, you know, my mother has like this voice in her head that's like, yang, 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 yang. Oh God, Do you know what I mean? Ever hears this it, it's just like, you, know, you can look, you could just see it, right? She's just got this, this crazy thing that's always talking well, and talking. Well, a lot of mothers have that. It's the chatter. It's, all the, ki- it's all the kids they raised, yeah. right? And so it, it doesn't stop. And, you know, obviously, I don't know about, you know, you, you listeners out there, if your mom is meditating, God bless them. If they are, my mother isn't meditating, you know, and you know, I know that she could listen. We'll use her as an example because she's coming in three days and I'm a little, I'm a little anxious about it. Um, you know, if she had a little bit of time that she was meditating, she can hear some of the voices that are coming in. So I think the thing to really understand with this whole point is making sure that you have some kind of practice that's in your life that you can allow yourself the downtime to listen to the voices or the feelings or the emotions. Sometimes they're not a voice. Sometimes it's just like, ah, I just got this feeling. I don't know. What. Like, listen to it. You know, uh, so on that on that method, or well, I'm going to give a method, so I'm thinking ahead. But the Kim method. Why don't you drink a little louder over there? Was, did that sound loud? Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And you know how much I love <laughs> the sound of people drinking. By the way, let, let's do a little digression here. So Kim and I, one day, I grabbed something to drink. Okay, listen. Are we reenacting? Yeah, hold on, listen. Oh my god! Like I want to vomit right now. <laughs> so she hears that noise. And she's like, what are you doing? No, and I'm no, like, no, no hold on, no. let me fin- let me finish. So hold on a second, let me finish. <laughs> so she's like, what are you what are you what are you doing? And I'm like, what do you mean what I'm doing? I'm drinking water. She's like, okay, but that noise. I'm okay, like, what? I'm on. like, what noise? No, 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 no. You gotta do it right. He drank he has a 40 ounce <laughs> water bottle. He he's not just taking one small sip and it drove me crazy. This is a 40 ounce water bottle that takes him 15 minutes to slam as he's guzzling, making that exact noise. Okay? <laughs> okay, first of all, I, I have it timed, okay? It's seven o'clock to 7.08 okay, every it's morning. eight minutes it's of eight guzzling. Minutes. Okay, but, here's, but this is the reason why we're telling you this. So because you know, I ha- I'm afflicted. Yeah, you know this. Uh, you, you know this genetic test. This 23andMe. You know, you find out where you're from, what what country. This whole business. So we do the test, and you know, you basically, if you don't know what it is, you spit into a uh, test tube, and three months later, you get a report that will freak you out about your biology, about your history, about you have diseases. An yeah, you can you can add uh, you can add a bunch of stuff to it. Most people are familiar with it, but one of the things in the uh, I'm going to call it biometric data because I don't know what it is. It'll say like you know 
your your index finger is is longer than your middle finger and your big toe is long it gives you these weird things you know you have a crease in your left ear and you're like holy shit this is actually right well one of them i can't remember exactly what it is but one of them says that when you hear people drinking or eating it bothers you yeah and i'm like oh my god my father used to hate the sounds of me making noises and i didn't even knew that i made noises so apparently there are people that are out there that could care less if somebody is chewing or drinking something and there are other people that it's like nails on a chalkboard it's it's misophonia and it is Oh, that's right. You hate the sound of chewing. It's misophonia. And so it says on mine, it more likely to hate the sound of chewing. And so chewing, drinking. So just so you know, if anyone out there is like, I hate that too. It's a condition. I want you to know it's a genetic predisposition. And if you are someone that's like, I can't believe my wife gets on me about me chewing. It's a it's a genetic predisposition. I had uh, misohornia, which is a oh whole God, it's a whole Jesus. different thing. All right, let's get back to where we were, right? So, one of the things I think with listening to these nudges and I don't even know how we got on to oh yeah, you were drinking. Would you stop drinking that for God's sake? I tried to make the noise, but it went up my nose. <laughs> oh my God. All right. And how'd that feel? That was like, it's um, raspberry <sighs> lime sparkling spindrift that just went up your nose. So I know that probably fizzled and got it. <laughs> He's turning purple. I feel like I just did a bar of heroin. <laughs> Go ahead. So I don't even know where I was or what I was doing or what I was talking about. But what I do want to say is to take it back to where you were talking about before when you were talking about how you have to listen to that nudge. And you know the way that I'm putting this into my life now is I'm putting it front and center. I'm like, okay, so when I feel a feeling, I need to go with that feeling. So you know, right before we jumped on this podcast, we're walking down the street, this lady ran out and she's like, oh my God, do you remember me? This lady was a waitress that took care of, great care of us at this private club we were members at like 15 years ago. And I do remember her and she was so wonderful and so sweet. And we caught up and we exchanged numbers. And, you know, moments like that are, I could sit there and go, oh, that's so nice I ran into her. But I'm like, huh, there's a greater purpose of why I ran into her. I don't know what it is yet, but there's a greater purpose. So I'm letting the universe know, universe, spirit, God, whatever you want to call it. I'm letting the universe know that I am open to whatever it's, master scheme is that's working to bring me what I want and what I'm envisioning. Because, you know, people put out in their life and they're like, I just really want this business. And I just really want this. And I just really want that. But then they focus on all of the things they don't have or why it's not working. And they put their focus there instead of focus on on manifesting the bigger dream. Now, how do you know if you don't have this like massive dream in your life that the person you just met and dismissed because you were too busy to talk to wasn't the perfect person that was going to unlock the door to allow you into that dream. Like you have to be open to all of these things. So when you're going through life, whether it's quite literally a sign on the road or a person you may meet or a nudge that you get to make a call or to do a Facebook Live or to take an action, take it. What's the worst thing that can happen? You have to take it. So what I'm doing now is I like we opened a PO box the other day because we're going to be you know in Europe for four months, so we need somewhere to put our mail. And I was driving, and I was like, "Hmm, 
I'm being nudged right now to drive to my PO box. I'm going to listen. And I drove to my PO box and there was a check in there for $300. I was like, well, that's why I was being nudged. So you got to be open to listening to these nudges and to focus on the, the positive parts of this, focusing on manifesting what you want and not stressing about the lack that you feel that you have. Yeah, I think, I, you know, we used to use the term, we haven't used it much anymore, but we used to use the term called inspired actions. And I think that, you know, sometimes when you have a goal or a vision or, or something that you're after, the universe says, okay, well, he or she is serious about this, so let me give them a little bit of a impetus or a, a feeling, an emotion, a thought to follow on. So when you get those little nudges, inspired actions, thoughts, God winks, whatever, whatever your, you know, whatever your word is, you get the idea, follow them. And sometimes I think we think that we have this, you know, I, I know that I, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm maybe in the minority of a lot of people, but I, really spend a lot of time the day before and the morning of prioritizing my day, getting all my ducks in a row. And I just have this perfect day in mind. And then it's out the window within the first 15 minutes of me waking up, like nothing happens the way it's supposed to. And some of that I think is supposed to be that way. Because I think that that's just the way life is. We're not robotic. We're not meant to do things exactly. And what I've come to realize in life is that there are not any absolutes. It's not you make a list the night before, you review it the next morning, and you execute the list exactly that way. And it's not that you only wake up and you just go through your day and you just sort of like, you know, wait for the universe to send you a sign. It's both. It's both. You have a plan, but you're open to the flexibility to know that the plan may be out the window and that you may be listening to some inspired actions. You know, the, the older I get, the more I realize that life is just filled with balances. It's not this or that. It's both. It's both. And, you know, back to hearing, being able to actually hear those inspired actions, you know, it's really hard when you're stressed about money, when you're anxious about needing to find a job or you have family issues going on or whatever it is that's stressing you in the moment. Maybe you're not where you want to be. Maybe you're in that chiropractic office and you just don't like it anymore and it's not bringing you joy. How do you find the time or the clarity in mind to listen to that nudge, right? You have to build that in and create some sort of time period for yourself to be able to quiet your mind, whether that's meditation, yoga, or anything that quiets your mind, but you have to do something that takes you off that hamster wheel and allows your mind to calm down and allows all that chatter to go away so you can actually listen to the voice that is trying to speak to you. I also think you need to be willing to ask. So right now, you know, there's somebody that is in our life personally who, you know, is a a million dollar entrepreneur, but you know, is not in a place where she absolutely loves it any longer. And she's willing to reach out for some help. And she's willing to reach out and say, hey, can you give me a little bit of advice? I know you've been down this road. So if you're getting a nudge, don't try and be an island. You know, no man's an island, as they say. Just reach out to somebody to talk to them and say, hey, look, I'm, I just... I'm getting this feeling like I don't I just don't know if this is the right thing for me anymore and sometimes just saying it 
just being willing to acknowledge to the universe that you heard it, be willing to dialogue with somebody and be open to being vulnerable to say, hey, I know that you see me as the chiropractor. I know that you see me as this person, but I'm just not so sure I love it anymore. I'm just feeling like I may be open to a change. Can we like maybe sit down and, you know, have a glass of wine together and, you know, bounce some ideas up? Be willing to do that. I think that's amazing advice. Amazing well, we're going to leave it right there. Okay, drop the mic. Drop the mic, do everybody. Need, do you need to slurp anymore for the people at home? Oh, my God. Have a great week, everybody. See you next week. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.